Hello and welcome back to another episode of That Gut Feeling, Doing It For The Kids. This is episode two and today I'm talking to no other than Kirsty Worth from Cultured Wellness. Now, if you are into the whole gut health scene, this lady doesn't need an introduction. But for those of you that aren't aware of who Kirsty Worth is, I want you to think of your thing. Like gut health is my thing. What is your thing? And think of someone in that field that is like right up there, that is an expert, that is passionate, that is doing big things in that field. That is what Kirsty Worth is in the whole gut health scene. So I was so, so, so excited to get her on. Unfortunately, I was unwell at the time, which was a bit of a bummer, but there was no way in the big fat wide world that I was cancelling on Kirsty Worth. So I suffered through. I have to apologize. We did have a uh, interruption in there with uh, my little one we've edited most of it out so you don't have to worry too much but you will have a bit of an interruption bear with me through that because I'm telling you now Kirsty worst story I found her right back at the beginning of my whole gut health journey and um, she she's just a massive wealth of knowledge her story is incredible and you know the whole doing it for the kids thing is about us mums we would do anything for our little kids our little ones and Kirsty Worth is no exception her son Noah uh, was diagnosed on the autism spectrum and Kirsty had a whole host of digestive issues of her own um, as did the rest of the family and she went to the end of the earth and back almost quite literally to get herself and her family the help that they needed and the changes are nothing short of phenomenal. So I will leave it there. I will let Kirsty fill you in on the rest. Enjoy the episode. <laughs> Welcome to That Gut Feeling, a weekly interview podcast that explores just how powerful our bodies are by design and how through taking a holistic approach to our gut health, we can not only drastically change our own health, but the health of those that we love, especially our babies. Hear incredible stories of transformations from everyday people like you and I, and also from a range of health professionals as we educate and inspire parents to take charge of their family's health and keep on doing it for the kids. <laughs> Kirsty, would you mind giving us a brief introduction about yourself, what it is that you do and how you got into this space? Wow. Well, thank you so much for having me. I'm so grateful to be here. I'm always so keen to talk about gut health and um, get the message out there. So I am the director of a company called Cultured Wellness and um, we have the same vision. So Cultured Wellness is very much about raising awareness about the importance of gut health and then also raising the awareness about um, the fact that getting back in the kitchen, fermenting your own foods, nourishing your own family and optimising your health is, is something you can do yourself. You don't have to, you know, have all of these big things in place. It's very simple steps that you can do at home. So 
Yeah, so I started my company, um, gosh, almost six years ago now, and I have a background in education and teaching, so it's always been my thing. I've taught outdoor ed, I've taught um, PE in schools, and then I um, was a lecturer at university for quite some time when I was studying my PhD. So I have that education background, but um, I had no interest in joining, in making a business and no interest in having a business. It sort of landed in my lap because of my experiences with my own gut health and also my son's gut health and my daughters and my husband and everyone else <laughs> that I help. But um, yeah, I, I saw firsthand what an imbalanced gut can look like and what that can look like for your emotional health, for your physical health, for everything about you. If that gut isn't functioning, then everything else is just, it just doesn't develop. So my my gut was pretty poor for most of my life and there were ebbs and flows and it would escalate to really being quite a significant issue and then it would settle down again and then it would flare up again. And I would just, I just wouldn't deal with it. I would just put it down to um, hereditary issues. My nana had dodgy gut. My mum had a dodgy gut. My uncle, my aunt, you know, like it just went on. And so it was quite the family joke. Like after you'd have something to eat, it's like, oh, there you go. Mm-hmm. You know, my tummy's bloated, off to the toilet. And, and no one would question that's actually not normal and not okay. But for all the mamas out there, you, you know, you would do anything if your son or your daughter gets sick. And that's exactly what happened to me. My son had, you know, significant issues that literally impacted his ability to grow and develop and learn. Um, and so he received a diagnosis of autism at three and a half and with a prognosis of being nonverbal and just really not being able to reach those beautiful milestones in life that we all want to achieve, you know, going to school and going to uni and getting married and having kids and moving out of home and traveling the world and, you know, achieving those dreams. His prognosis was that he certainly wouldn't have any of that. And he would most likely either live with us or he would have to move into a home. So at that point, you know, I was, um, I had a a newborn as well. And, you know, I had this prognosis and I, it was just so confronting because up until about 15 to 18 months, Noah was tracking beautifully. So he had, you know, he had language. Um, you know, I will never forget. He just, he was so good at sport and kicking the ball. And I love my sport. I was just so excited. I'm, I'm, I'm going to be the mum that drives my son around everywhere to every sport under the sun. going to be the star football player. <laughs> I know, I know. And his uncle played a really high level of AFL. And, um, you know, I, you just, you have those dreams and you don't even know you're creating them. They're just there. It's just, oh, you know, this is going to be so cool. And he's, he's a big, barely strong boy. He'll be a full forward for sure. And you make, you know, you have all these aspirations and dreams and, and it really did just completely fall apart. So there was definitely poignant times in that journey. He got Giardia in Fiji. So he had a gut infection. He broke his arm. He got Giardia again at 15 months. 
And then he was put on antibiotics for multiple ear infections. And he just really started to go off his food. And I don't blame him. If you've got infections like that, you're not going to want to eat. You're going to go off your food. And um, and it was untreated. It was left, you know, we would go and visit uh, the paediatrician or we would go and see the GP, but it was put down to toddler diarrhea or I'm a new mum. This was a good one I got all the time. I'm a new mum and kids behave like that. You're just not used to being a mum. You know, all kids are a bit scratchy and screamy and don't sleep very well. And, you know, all kids have a bit of eczema and rashes over them and, um, you know, get fevers every now and again. Just give him some Nurofen, what have you. So, um, you know, at the time it's, well, you trust, you trust the medical experts and if that's what they say. And interestingly, as it progressed, it was... Um, Really, my husband, who is a very, very experienced nurse, said to me, look, you know, he has hardcore yellow diarrhea. Like if I was at work and one of my patients had that on the gastro ward, we would section them and we would like get the testing done and we would find out what's happening. So, yeah, we went on this grand adventure. And back then in Australia, you couldn't really find any gut analysis testing for more than is it Giardia, is it defragilis or what parasite is it? And you certainly couldn't really get any investigation as to what beneficial bacteria are in there. Is there C. diff in there? All of these sorts of things. So we we had to track down the right crew. We had to track down the right testing. And we we just really had to get to it and research and find find help and find solutions and. And once we got the appropriate testing, we found out that, yes, he was an extremely sick boy with some very serious gut infections that were significantly impacting his brain and his cognition. And he wasn't developing because of what was happening in his gut. So we, yeah, we went for it. We um, got, the, got the right support, went back and did more learning. I did a lot more study and very fortunate to be on a um, a study in Canada and Noah, myself and my daughter were able to have gut transplants and as part of this research study and that that was when literally, you know, the fork in the road, this this moment in time that completely changed our lives and, and off we went in a different trajectory and after Noah's transplant, you know, he started talking and functioning wow. and developing and growing and learning and fighting with his sister and being annoying and like all the cool (laughs) stuff that you want your children to do instead of just staring off into space. (laughs) I know. I definitely look at, you know, other kids fighting with their siblings and just and dream of it because Noah was so in his world of just staring off into space. It was like, you know, he never interacted or engaged with his sister. And and I was like, I just want them to have a fight, like something normal sibling. Um, And so, you know, even now it's it's a long time on and I see them having a fight and laying into each other and, you know, just sibling, you know, bravado. And it's just so so lovely. It's so, so lovely. That's amazing. And with, um, so you mentioned about the gut transplant, how long after that happened did you start seeing improvements? And can you give us a bit more of a description of what that actually involves for those that may not be aware? Yeah. So it's called a fecal microbial transplant. 
And it's been used for eons of time. It's actually an old Chinese medicine treatment. So it's it's got a lot of history, but within conventional medical um, medicine, it's certainly come into the fore to treat an infection called Clostridium difficile, which is extremely life-threatening. And that's what Noah and myself had. And so um, at that time, there was a lot of research uh, and a lot of funding coming about with regards to autism and this connection between Clostridium difficile and an autism diagnosis. And we now know, you know, many years later that the metabolites that this Clostridium difficile releases really get into the brain, it leaks into the brain and, and just blocks development. The brain just stops working. And so that fecal microbial transplant is you take the healthy bacteria of a donor of someone else and you basically replace that into your body and you create a brand new gut microbiome. So it's like going out and just, you know, getting rid of your front lawn and just stripping it right back to the bare, bare soil and then starting again. So putting new soil on, a new fertilizer, planting a new seed and then watering it. And that's, that's the level that we had to go to. So we had to take some pretty horrible antibiotics to kill everything off, good and bad, and start all over again. So That wouldn't um, have been fun. No, no, <laughs> it was not fun at all. Um, and the behaviour and the tantrums and you're in a different country and you're not, yeah, like there was just so many layers of even taking the... Um, all of the antibiotics and all of the medications to clear it all out. Um, but so, and yeah, so once you replace that with beneficial bacteria from someone else, um, it, you notice changes really quickly, really, really quickly. So literally the next day after Noah's first um, transfer, yeah, he was saying words that I'd never heard him say before. He was very alert, very aware he was, pointing at things and, he, and you know, that's a, that's a train or that's a car. And, I you know, he'd lost almost all of his functional words. And so every single day it just got better and better and better and better. And then um, it's hard for the body. It's got, to, it's got to rebalance and reshape and it's got to find its own footprint and groove after something like that. So it takes a long time, a long yeah. time, but it was... It was big. It was really big. That would have been incredible for you as a mum to witness that and to know that you, because that wouldn't have been um, a, a real easy thing to go over there and do. Like you said, it, it would have um, wouldn't have been an easy decision to make, and you know, so many unknowns and all the rest of it. But to get to the other side of that and then go, oh wow, you know, this this is all paying off. I am moving in the right direction and. Uh, yeah, I could just imagine what a relief that must have been and to hear words as well. Once you got home from that um, experience, how did you then go on to support and continue to nourish the gut? And, um, you know, obviously that was just the beginning of the journey for you. Uh, what other things did you discover about your own health and, and Noah's? And um, also I'd love to hear how Noah is doing now. <laughs> yeah. He's a stinky 13-year-old. I just, this morning, this morning, I actually said, dude, 
we're going to have to talk about deodorant. Here we are <laughs> with the deodorant conversation. <laughs> so only just this morning I was teaching him, this is how you put it on. This is what you need to do. Here we are at teenage deodorant smelly boy situation. <laughs> so a lot's changed since that, you know, little little boy. He was, And he's going great guns. He's in, um, he's just started high school. He's in a... Um, you know, a normal school, he's in age-appropriate uh, level. He doesn't need an adjusted curriculum plan, which is wonderful. But he's got so much catching up to do socially. Um, he really literally didn't develop for many, many years. So we know that the brain develops between that zero and seven years, um, and that is like the foundational time. And pretty much at that time, Noah didn't have that development. So... Um, we do a lot of work now on his brain support and development so he can rewire those neural pathways. He can get that back again um, because, yeah, he had a lot of time of, of not being able to have that happen for him. But he's just going great guns. You can't shut him up. He's he's totally addicted as every 13-year-old boy is to his technology, like his games and technology and constantly talking I always joke to him I was like I'm not sure if I prefer to when he didn't talk Noah <laughs> but um yeah, to answer your question when we came back from the states it was literally only this or from Canada it was the starting point because you've got to hold on to that new beautiful gut that you've got and you've got to nourish it and nurture it and you know I had to upskill yet again what do you feed this beautiful gut microbiome? What probiotics does it need or does it need fermented foods? And um, how do I prevent us from killing off that new bacteria? And, um, oh, bacteria needs prebiotics to grow. What are these things and how often am I supposed to have them? And so it was, yeah, it was this massive learning curve. And it, and it was time sensitive because, you know, I couldn't take six months to learn it all because, it was the there and now. I could I could kill off a new gut microbiome within a couple of days, not six months. So, yeah, we I I sort of dove into learning about um, fermented foods, cultured foods, what bacteria strains support a you know beneficial microbiome, what supports the right environment for your gut, the right pH, and then um, yeah, we soon learned our digestion was really broken too. And so you can get a new gut microbiome and you can have an FMT, but if your digestion still isn't working and if that's broken, then you're just going to have undigested food going in and then eventually that new microbiome will end up being depleted anyway. And you can just get back to the same problem. So, yeah, it was another big, big learning curve. And out of that literally is how Culture Wellness, my company, started because I developed the cultures, the culture wellness cultures from learning, you know, what ferments and what bacteria strains and how do you eat them. And, um, yeah, we had some metabolic issues with our stress levels and glucose levels. We couldn't eat a lot of carbohydrates because um, our bodies were metabolically quite broken because of what was going on. So, okay, let's ferment it. And then the carbs and the sugar's gone and... <laughs> And then I was like fermenting everything inside. I'm going to ferment those dates. I'm going to ferment that. And, you know, I um, just just kind of went on this big whirlwind of adventure. And and in the process of that, learned the steps of 
you learn about the gut, but then you learn about digestion and then you learn about stress response and then you learn about brain function. Then you learn about your environment and how that impacts you. And I was learning so much along the way that, um, yeah, I started helping people and then just because of my education background, it made a lot of sense for me to put that into a curriculum and into a learning platform to help other people, which is how the culture wellness program started. So, um, yeah, it's, it just, and it, it's constantly evolving. It's an evolving feast of, you know, now we're going through puberty. It affects the brain significantly. All those neurons are pruned. And so we have to go back to the gut health again and go back to that brain yeah. function again. Uh, I really, really resonated with looking at your environment and looking at the stress factors and that. And I often say to uh, my clients that you can have the most pristine diet on the planet, but if you're stressed out of your brain and, you know, you're living in a, a toxic environment or, you know, all of those things really do come into to play as well, don't they? Yeah, it's um, and I don't think we we understand the weight and the significance of those things. So, you know, we can be living in a mouldy house and have a mould-damaged house and we're never going to get rid of candida in the gut if that's happening. So you can do as many candida cleanses and go on a candida diet and all those sorts of things and try and get rid of the um, candida within your body. But if it's behind the wall in your bedroom, and it's just festing there and secreting all of those, um, you know, fungal toxins every night, you're not going to get far. Hello. I'll see if I can get him um, sorted so that we can keep on going ah. without any interruption. Okay. Sorry. Easy. It's okay. I'm sorry about that. Okay. <laughs> Joys of working from home with little ones. Hey? Yes, exactly. <laughs> um, now, would you mind if I feel like we need to take a step back and t do a bit more of a, a gut health 101 for beginners and a bit of an understanding as to why it is so important and what happens to the body or to the gut to throw it out of whack and then what um, long-term implications that has for our health. Um, and also we talked about, um, you know, the, the gut-brain connection, we touched on that. And I'd love to go into that a little bit as well and sort of really highlight for the listeners why it is so important. I mean, you touched on it. Um, but why it is so important that we are nurturing our children's microbiome when they are so young um, and, and the impacts that that has on their development and everything down the track. Sure. Beautiful. All right. Well, let's get started at understanding the, the gut and then why this beautiful gut microbiome that we have is so important. And, um, yes, it's getting a lot more airtime, but I still don't think we can we understand it from that absolute root cause of why it's so important. So our body is mainly made up of bacteria, fungi, and viruses, and it really literally is about 90% of that, and the rest of our body is made up of DNA. 
So traditionally, we've always looked at the body as this genetic function, this DNA material. Well, my mum has diabetes, so I have diabetes. And it's not actually the case. We now know that through this 90% of these trillions of bacteria that we have all over our bodies and this, you know, viruses and fungi, they're the ones that are actually either supporting our health or detracting from our health. So this beautiful bacteria in our body has these functions of secreting metabolites and secreting nutrients and minerals and vitamins, and they create these metabolites that help our bodies to function at its optimal state. So we have metabolites that can create things like short-chain fatty acids to give us energy through our mitochondria. We also have bacteria that support our immune system to function effectively. So if we don't have that bacteria in our gut, we can't make those immune cells to protect us when we get sick. So without these microbes in our gut, we can't mount an immune response if we get sick. We can't make energy. We can't produce all of our chemicals, our brain chemicals, to feel happy, sad, motivated. We literally can't have anything talk to our brain to tell us, Today's the day, get up out of bed, it's on, we're ready to go. It all just shuts down, it doesn't work effectively. And without that gut bacteria, we can't actually digest our beautiful food that we're making, that we're eating and assimilate the nutrients from it. So yes, we need iron, we need B6, we need vitamin C, we need zinc, we need all these things, but if our gut's broken, we won't actually be able to synthesize and utilize, utilize all of those nutrients. So it really is the seat of everything. So we, um, you know, we were talking about, you know, there's this beautiful sort of analogy of you've got this incredible garden and it's quite interesting since I've moved to Queensland, you know, you go into a tropical place and it's incredible, like it's so vibrant and diverse and rich. Like I'm from South Australia where there's like one tree in a paddock. It's just so <laughs> flat and it's so brown and, you know, not all South Australia. There's obviously parts of it that are really green and lush. But when you come to a tropical rainforest in Queensland, it's like there's the ground cover and then there's the understory and then there's like the medium-sized trees and then you've got these massive, massive pines and all these different trees in there. And they're all performing different functions in that rainforest to create this perfect synergistic ecosystem. They all do an incredible job to create this healthy environment where that rainforest can thrive and therefore where all of the animals can thrive, everyone that lives in there. And that's what we want to be creating in our gut. We want this diverse ecosystem of all of these different bacterias, all of these different, um, different strains and microbes to do what they need to do for our health. So the, the gut has to be the first point of call for anything that's going on within our body. If we're feeling sick or if we're feeling um, emotional, if we're feeling that our mental health is suffering, if we're feeling like we're in pain, if we, you know, if we're having rashes all over our bodies, you know, whatever's going on, we've got to go and look at those microbes and think, are they benefiting us or are they actually causing trouble? So it's, a, you know, that real 101 of the gut. And unfortunately, I see a lot of gut 
you know, guts for people that come to me and they are just completely desolate. They're just devoid of that beautiful bacteria that we need. And so they're not, they're not lazy and they're not stupid and they're not, you know, you know, just, oh, we'll just get on with it. You know, you're fine. Or they're not kids that are just naughty or kids that just don't want to sleep and they're just, you know, being being naughty. That's the big thing I can't stand is when parents are, oh, they're just naughty. Like kids don't want to scream all night. They don't want to scream all night. They want to be calm. What's going on in there? So these bacteria, they just do so much in our gut. So that's kind of like the underlying function of what happens in our gut and what it can do and from that how it feeds out to our immune response and feeds out to how our brain works is is just so fascinating so when I first started learning in this space it was just the gut microbiome and these bacteria that was it then we moved into understanding these bacteria create metabolites that then we learn, wow, these metabolites help with the function of all these different systems in our body. And that was amazing. And then now we've learned very specifically, okay, we need these metabolites to create, um, you know, dopamine or serotonin to feel motivated and joyful. And then we've been able to work out, well, actually that's from this particular bacteria. It's quite devoid in people who have autoimmune condition Let's get some beautiful fermented foods in there. Let's get some prebiotics in there. Let's grow this new diverse garden so we can look at combating this autoimmune condition or this mental health condition. So we're at this incredible, exciting time of knowing a lot and knowing little in this gut research space, but we can really target that a person's condition, whether it be mental health, whether it be skin condition, whether it be, you know, development, for example, yeah, ASD, OCD, ADD, you know, all of these conditions that we're seeing, global development delay, dyslexia, we can now start to pinpoint it is because of this particular infection and the environment that it's creating, that infection that the environment's create, the environment the infection's creating, and we can see what it's doing and why this person has this condition and we can go down and look at the root cause of that and make a change as opposed to here's the diagnosis, go and get some speech therapy, not much we can do for you. And I think um, a lot of the people that I come into contact and this is a big, big reason why I wanted to start my podcast is because a lot of the behaviours are normalised in your mainstream medical system. Um, a lot of the conditions mm. that people are suffering with, they go to the doctor and they're told that then there's nothing that can be done. Um, and, you know, since I got into this space, I have connected with so many people that have such incredible stories of how they've transformed their life and their health and, I was like, you know what, I have to record this stuff and I have to get these stories out there because people need to know that there is so much that can be done. Um, I think it's really, really important and I love the work that you're doing and, and it's just such incredible stuff that needs to be done. What would you say to someone who has only just discovered this or may not even be aware of 
the fact that they can improve their gut health and then therefore improve their children's behaviour, improve whatever it is that they may have going on. Um, Because when you start to look down the whole concept of gut health, there is a lot of information out there online and it can be really, really overwhelming. Where do you start? Where does someone start? And on that note too, there's potentially a lot of misinformation out there as well. Is there anything in particular that you've seen sprouted from the rooftops at the moment that is really terrible gut health advice? (laughs) Oh, yes. (laughs) So two questions there. So, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So where do you start or what would, sorry, what would I say to someone because there's so much information in there. The first thing I would say is keep it super, super simple. So would your great-grandmother eat that? It's really simple if you have that constant conversation in your head when you go to the shops. Would your grandmother have eaten that or your great-grandmother? So your great-grandmother didn't eat packaged food. Your great-grandmother had organic food because it was often just grown at home. There was no chemicals. There was nothing that they were exposed to. Of course, there was, you know, DDT and all sorts of stuff. But for farm, you know, that they would have eaten, they knew not to put those chemicals on their food. And to keep it really, really simple, you know, I would always refer back to my grandfather. It's like, well, when the sun went down, so did we. And when the sun came up, so did we. They didn't sit around watching Netflix till 9 o'clock, 10 o'clock, 11 o'clock at night. They didn't have kids on screens. They were outside in the dirt all the time. They would go to a community space together on the weekends, whether that be, you know, going to church as a community or they went, um, the farmers would get together and, you know, talk about their farming or what have you. There was always a community aspect and community component to it. And so if we think about what we do in a day and will my great-grandmother have done that, most of the stuff that we do now doesn't fit that. So it's really easy to bring it down to the simple, 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 like where do I start? You start there. So you don't need to go and research anything. You don't need to go and look up the latest blog post. You don't need to read the latest book on gut health because that stuff needs to be stitched up first before you even go and look at it, any of the information. What am I doing in my life that is not what is going to, that my ancestors did that served, you know, a purpose then. So really, really simple stuff, really simple stuff. And then where do you start? You always start with food as medicine. So I hear all the time people saying to me, I've been doing this for years and I've had no change and I'm still having troubles with my gut and, you know, I've made these big, massive changes. And for a lot of people that have got gut problems and they're learning about gut problems, you can't do gut health for three days and then have a cheat day. (laughs) And you can't do gut health for four days of the week and then on the weekends you just, ah, I'm just going to have what I normally have or, or yeah, I'm like gluten-free 80% of the time. But, you know, then I just go out with the girls and rah, rah, rah. That, it, that doesn't fly. It doesn't work if you want to improve. So I am quite well known for being quite a hard ass when it comes to working with people. And so <laughs> not working on your gut if you're not working on your gut. You either are or you're not. So 
I think that's very important that you you either are ready to dive on in and you're ready to commit or you're not. And it's okay to not be ready to commit yet. I think that is wonderful because you can have that mindset of learning. I'm, you know, I'm getting re- I'm getting bolt food sorted out. I'm learning how to ferment. I'm getting my crew around me. I'm getting a supportive team around me. Then this is my day that I'm going to kick off. Now I am doing everything in my power to look after my gut. It's one or the other. And preparation. <laughs> Yeah, preparation would be a really integral part of it too, wouldn't it? Setting yourself yeah, up for success. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And we do literally talk about kickoff days because you can't like like I said, you can't be doing everything you can and then just and then oh look, we went past the bakery and I decided that I'd, you know, buy something in the bakery and it's like, well, now you've just consumed MSG, gluten, a truckload of, you know, chemicals. And for most people, that takes the body, you know, three days to filter out. And for someone who's really sensitive to gluten, that will take six months to get out of your body. So, you know, we it's just, it's okay wherever you are at, but, be, but being very honest with yourself about where you're at and making those yeah. choices. So coming to that misinformation, there is huge misinformation about, oh, you can look after your gut and have a cheat day and you can... You know, you can just do this for now, but and um, as long as you're doing it half the time, you're making big steps forward. So if you are unwell or if you've got stuff going on, you have to really understand that every single thing that you put in your mouth is either nourishing you or it's, it's detracting from you. And so this misinformation about this 80-20 rule, this misinformation um it it just drives me bonkers because if you want to get better you have it's like if you want to run for the olympics you train you train hard you get up every day you you do not see an olympian having cheat days and you don't see olympians you know just taking taking a holiday and just you know whatever i'm just gonna do what i want so (laughs) you know if your goal and your dream and your mission is to have you know just rocking gut health and your kids to be thriving and have no issues, then you've got to have that Olympians mindset that we're off, that we're doing it and we're committed and off we go. Yeah, absolutely. I think the other misinformation is that, um, you know, it, it's, it's common now that we have kids on the spectrum and kids with issues and it's common and accepted that, um, you know, autism is going to increase and it's common and accepted that it's okay to have diarrhoea it's okay to have mental health issues. It's okay to be medicated for these things. Um, I, it's not, and it's not okay. And um, I, I don't like the rhetoric that happens about, um, you know, we, we have this, this beautiful environment where people can feel really open and feel, <laughs> feel really open to be able to talk about all of the things that are going on for them. But we also have to look at, the fact that we need to improve it and we need to make sure that we're addressing it and not making excuses for it or um, because it's a diagnosis, just leaving it at that. So, um, yeah, when you talk about misinformation, it's like, wow, there's so much that we could talk about. 
Yeah, absolutely. And I really, really resonate with all of that as well, especially, um, you know, with children on the spectrum. Um, my girlfriend's advice when she uh, took her boy to the doctor was your child is autistic, make sure you discipline him like you would in your typical child. Um, and so, I mean, I know that it all comes down to education and it's nothing against doctors, don't get me wrong, but at the same time, um, yeah, I, I think that's why what we're doing is so important because there is a lot of education that needs to be done. And if you are listening to this, please, um, please. Oh, you've got a shoe. Come here. <laughs> um, please take away what you've heard here today and, and share it with people. And um, this information is really important and there is a lot that can be done uh, and um, it's something that I'm very passionate about. So um, I'm very mindful of the time. I know I've only got you for not much longer. Um, yeah. Is there what way can my listeners help to support you and uh is there any parting advice or um even someone that is uh you idolize in the gut health space that you would recommend um, my listeners to check out perhaps or any parting words of wisdom uh i well probably the biggest thing is that you know, it's so lovely to know that you have the power to affect change within yourself and your family. So you don't have to wait for anyone else. You don't have to wait for um, an expert. You don't have to wait to go and see, you know, this world-class specialist that's only available in a country on the other side of the world. You can be making changes today and you, you can actually affect massive change. It doesn't cost anything and you can be you can be doing that at home, and I, I just love that concept of the fact that you know it it is it's so simple and it you can do it and um, it doesn't it doesn't require big amounts of money or change or anything like that. So yeah, that would be my biggest parting words. And yeah, and I think just being super super curious. So always having that mindset of being really really curious. So. Why is this happening? Do I accept that? Do I want that to be part of my life? Is is this and what's happening here going to help me achieve my dreams and my goals? Do I actually even know what my dreams and my goals are or do I just feel so crapola I haven't made dreams or goals since I was 12 years old in, you know, year six? So um, you, that's really important to sort of take a step back, take some time out and have, have an overarching look. And so when you become curious and you get back to that, what are my dreams and goals, what's going on for me, then you can just absolutely go for looking at all of the different amazing people in this space that you can learn from. So is it that I want to learn about the, you know, the basic, basic functions of the gut microbiome or is it that I want to learn about, and I've gone past that, now I want to learn about the brain and the gut and then I want to learn, you know, about my environment and toxicity and all those sorts of things. And then and then being curious, you pick off and choose all the people that you want to interact and work with. So, And there are just so many out there. I don't even I, – I wouldn't even know where to start because there's so many cool people that um, <laughs> I talk, you know, talk to or have learned from. But with a curious mind, 
then that's easy. It just flows. You, you find the people that, um, uh, you know, answer your questions in a really beautiful, scientific, curious way. I love that. Thank you so much. Um, thank you so, so much for sharing your knowledge and your time with me today. I got so much out of it and I had a million and one things that I wanted to ask you and I'm going to have to get you on again at some point in the future. I uh, We barely even scratched the surface today and I apologise that I am yeah. and uh, all of the rest of it but I promise yeah. next time I'll be in good health and I'll be jumping out my skin and and we'll be nerding out together on all things gut health um where can everyone yeah. find you Kirsty? and I'll pop it in the show notes as well but yes yeah so culturedwellness.com and that's with a k so k for culturedwellness.com is a website and then either on Facebook, Cultured Wellness, and then also on Instagram. And on Facebook, we have a beautiful community group. So it's a closed group so that you can go in and lots of information. I do a lot of educational lives in there, lots of um, lots of information from my team as well, supporting people. So if you want to learn more, if you want a safe space to ask questions and be supported, the Facebook community group is definitely the place to go. So we'll provide a link for that one too. Wonderful. Thank you so much. All right, I'm being called, so I might leave it there. Guys, we didn't even scratch the surface. Then I am kicking myself because I was crook and I was not thinking straight and we had a million and one interruptions. So I pledge to you all now that I will get Kirsty Worth back on at another stage and we are going to pick her brain again. If you have any questions that you would like me to put on my list for when I do get her back on, make sure you email me or send me a DM or all of the wonderful things that we can do to connect with one another in this day and age. Make sure you do it. If you like this, do not forget to share or comment or like or send it on to somebody that will benefit from it because that is what this is all about is getting this information out there. I can't stress enough. It takes two seconds. Please get it into the ears of people that need to hear this. Now, I have to say on the sharing and the commenting and the liking, I have to thank you all that have tuned in last week for my very first episode and that have sent me wonderful messages and the kindness that you have all shown me. It means the absolute world to me. So thank you very much. Also wanted to report, we've just wrapped up my first eight-week program. It was a massive, massive success. I am so stoked with how well the ladies went. Congratulations to you if you are one of those incredible ladies that are listening to this. And if you are interested in potentially working with me, do not forget to register your interest so that you don't miss out next time. We won't be kicking off again until after the school holidays. Thanks again for tuning in, guys. I will see you next week when we are talking with the amazing Amanda Campbell. You guys have probably seen the sneak previews in the past. Amanda is an MS survivor and she is nothing short of inspirational. I cannot wait to bring you this interview. This is your gut health bestie signing out. Stay awesome. Keep trusting that gut feeling of yours and remember 
Let's keep on doing it for the kids. Until next time.